0: Today with Joe Nash On Live 95
1: With the Goal Mile Proudly supported by AID. Register at GoalMile.org To make a difference It's the Christmas season and that means Christmas parties and then Christmas Day and across that and New Year. Look, there'll be a lot going on and not for everybody, but for quite a few people, it means big nights out and um, drinking alcohol. So what are the most common myths that uh, you've heard and maybe some of you believe when it comes to sobering up? Jennifer Flynn is Director of Communications at Drinkware, who've launched a new campaign, So Bring Up Myths, Don't Drag the Night Before into the Morning After. And she is on the line. Hello, how are you? Good morning, John. How are you? It's Joe. It's Joe. How are you? Oh, sorry. Not jo. to worry. Not to worry. Um, so, uh, the uh, most common ways to get rid of a hangover that are just not true. Yes. So,
0: in the run up to the Christmas season, Drinkware wants to bust some of the common myths that we've all heard for, say, sobering up the next day. And this is in particular in relation to driving the morning after you've had a few drinks. So we've all heard, you know, the different myths around sobering up, whether it's taking a shower, going for a run, taking energy drinks, maybe a big fry up or drinking coffee. And what DrinkAware want to do is come out and remind people that although, you know, doing these things might make you feel better, they actually can't remove alcohol from your system the only thing that can remove alcohol from your system is time and allowing your body the time to process the
1: alcohol yeah the other big problem is that uh, you know the real classic myth here is sleep you know people assume it's the next day therefore but you might have only got four hours sleep
0: Exactly. And alcohol has a huge effect on our quality of sleep. So when we drink alcohol and in particular when we binge drink, so have six or more standard drinks in one go, what happens then is our quality of sleep is greatly reduced. And that's why a lot of people, you know, even if they've stayed in bed for hours and hours, or they've slept and they feel like they've, you know, spent an awful lot of time in bed, because alcohol affects the quality of your sleep, you'll still feel tired the next day. And tiredness can have a great effect on your ability to drive as well. So what we really want people to be aware of is knowing how long it takes to process a standard drink. So it takes at least one hour to process one standard drink. But if people don't know what a standard drink is, then that information is useless to them. Mm-hmm, so let's mm-hmm. say half a pint of beer at about 4.5% is one standard drink, 100ml glass of wine, is one standard drink, and a pub measure of 40% spirits is one standard drink. So you need to know what a standard drink is, then you need to keep track of how many you've had, and then you just need to make sure that you're giving your body the right amount of
1: time. And and one of the difficulties here with standard drinks, as you say, is what people don't understand. I mean, you know, some people do ask for half a pint, yes, but the vast majority Mm. of people drink a pint. And in yes, their exactly. heads, they think yeah. that's they think that's one drink.
0: Exactly. You know, you go up, you order a pint, that's me having one drink. That means, you know, I just have to wait an hour for my body to process it, when really, in fact, you've had two standard drinks. So your body will need at least two hours. And then there's other caveats to that as well. So your height, your gender, your metabolism, your age, how much food you've eaten that day. And like you said, whether you've gotten a sufficient
1: amount of sleep. The, the other one that confuses people is, and, and I wonder whether the medical reality and the practical reality are frankly different here. We're talking to Jennifer Flynn, Director of Communications at Drink Aware, is that if you talk to medical people, some of them will tell you that it is from when you start drinking that you start yeah. counting.
0: Yeah, when in the, in reality it's from when you have finished your last drink. So let's give an example. Say you've had four glasses of wine, you're finished drinking at 2 a.m., you go home, you go to bed, you wake up the next morning to drive into work and you've had your cup of coffee and you feel fine really if it's before 6am you really shouldn't be getting behind the wheel of a car because
1: you've had four standard drinks But but, but that is also, isn't it, about making sure, because the, the, the truth of the matter is the liver starts working when the alcohol hits it
0: Exactly, but the alcohol levels in your system continue to rise for up to three hours so it's really, really important that people know that they may not be safe To drive the morning after they've had a few drinks and this isn't um intentional behavior from people you know 87 percent of the public agree that any amount of alcohol impairs your ability to drive but a lot of people will go home they'll sleep they'll feel fine the next day And they'll believe that there isn't alcohol in their system when in reality Mm. there is. So it's about giving people that information so they can make the proper choices. Uh,
1: And the other difficulty uh, you have at any time of the year, particularly this time of the year, though, is that people lose count of the number of drinks that they've had.
0: Yes. They do. And people need to be really aware of keeping track of how many drinks they've had. But also have an idea in your head. You know, we're always promoting these ideas around mindful drinking. Have an idea in your head of how many drinks you would like to have on your night out. Set some good intentions for yourself. Alcohol does lower our inhibitions. And that is why, you know, often we can get maybe carried away after we've had one or two drinks. So it's important that before you go out, you have an idea You know, this is the amount of drinks I would like to have. When I get to that number, I'm going to switch to an alcohol-free or I'm going to drink some water. You know, and even alternating each drink with a glass of water is a great way of reducing the quantity of alcohol you're consuming and it keeps you hydrated as well. So there are loads and loads of tips on the website for a more mindful approach to your drinking as well.
1: And isn't it also true that there are people who spend the entire Christmas season with alcohol in their system. It may go up or down, but that's just the reality.
0: Increased alcohol consumption is a reality around Christmas time with more events and more social gatherings. And, you know, this year is our first year in a couple of years that we'll be back to some semblance of normality, really. So people are excited. They want to go out and enjoy themselves. And alcohol in Ireland does play a cultural role in that enjoyment. But it doesn't have to be the central focus. You know you can be more mindful about how many drinks you're having if you're having people over to your home even there are some great tips there around just measuring out the standard drinks so that you're you know making the appropriate Uh, size drinks and things like that yeah
1: yeah. i I, I mean it it is fascinating because i I know the chief medical officer the new cmo was saying during the week about binge drinking Mm. and again it was interesting to see the social media reaction to that most people did not, and it goes back to the point about what a standard drink is, did not understand how little it takes to have been binge drinking.
0: Yes, yes. So the World Health Organization defined binge drinking as 60 grams of pure alcohol. So in Ireland, a standard drink has 10 grams. So if you have six standard drinks, you are, by definition, binge drinking. That's three pints. That's three pints.
1: So if if people have three pints, they're binge drinking. No, the the huge difficulty, and we've come across this on the Limerick Today show over the years, is there are a lot of people who just go, what? Three pints and I'm binge drinking. And they just, it just doesn't compute in their minds.
0: Yeah, it doesn't pair up with the reality of what people think that word means. Um, you know, and we find that when we were at the ploughing this year and we were talking to people face to face and they were kind of saying, I would never have thought that. You know, three pints to me is... You know, is is definitely not binge drinking but medically it is and the reason why that is is that with binge drinking our livers can only process a certain amount of alcohol at a time and our livers perform many essential functions in our body so when we consume alcohol it means our livers are unable to perform their essential jobs but another thing is the short term harms and the long term harms but I think what's more relevant to your listeners would be the short term harms so when we binge drink we're more likely to you know, have accidents, injuries, there's more likelihood of uh, incidents of maybe violence, we're more likely to say things that maybe we wouldn't normally say. So although in reality it's not what the Irish public think binge drinking is, it's the harms to our health and our Mm. mental well-being. Because binge drinking is very much associated as well with that anxiety people that have the day after drinking and with like work, Christmas parties and things like that, you know. You really don't want to be waking up the morning after having a few drinks feeling anxious and feeling uncomfortable. Yeah.
1: And and finally um you should still take note of the recommendation to have a number of drink free days in a row, alcohol free days in a row for your health.
0: Exactly, especially coming up to Christmas, you know, the HSE low risk weekly guidelines are there. They say that at least two alcohol free days in a week, obviously more is better and 17 standard drinks for a man, 11 for a woman, and they should be spread out across the week. Now, the average number of drinks that a person in Ireland has when they drink is four. So the average number of drinks isn't binge drinking. But when people do engage in binge drinking, they tend to over-consume the alcohol. Mm. And it can just increase the short and long-term harms right. to our health and our well-being.
1: Right. And that's 17 standard drinks, did that come down from 21 as an earlier recommendation a few years back? Or am I right about that?
0: I don't think so. The low-risk guidelines are currently being reviewed. But I believe they've been... The same for at least the last decade or so. And mm. um, they, what does kind of cause a lot of confusion? Joe would be around the um, the different countries have different recommendations based on their health departments. So, say in the UK, the different the number of drinks is different to Ireland in. It's different. They have daily guidelines. So there is confusion there because we live in a global world. So you're getting information from other countries and other experts as well.
1: Absolutely. And you're seeing it often on the back of um, uh, bottles and and cans. And sometimes they've come in from the UK. And as you say, they calculate it slightly differently. All right. Well, listen, I think that's all good advice. And uh, Stella says, uh, I don't drive the day after a night of drinking. I'd be too afraid to. More people should do the same says Stella. Thank you to Jennifer Flynn, Director of Communications at Drink Aware. Your views, your news, your Limerick today with Joe Nash on Live 95.